Welcome to the Two Wealth Show, a show that shares how you can create real wealth for you and your family. I'm one of your hosts, Justin Bogard, and my co-host is Elizabeth Sickles, a.k.a. Super E. I am a real estate note investor specializing in performing residential real estate debt. I find the deals, acquire them for my own portfolio, as well as educate investors while walking them through the process of owning a real estate note. My co-host, Super E, a real estate investor, specializing in short-term rentals and the management of them. She connects investors with short-term tenants and manages everything in between. Our show is sponsored by Bright Path Notes and Elizabeth Mayora. You can find out more information by visiting our websites at brightpathnotes.com and elizabethmayora.com. Hey, Super E. How's it going? Justin Bogard, happy 2021. Happy 2021 to you too. And welcome to episode two, everybody, of the season three. So, Super E, um, we've got a, a lineup today of another guest. Well, our first guest of 2021 season three, right? That's right. So, um, yes. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and do some introductions to our friend here, and I'll bring him up in the background. All right. So we have the pleasure of having Jack Forbes. He is the co-founder of COPA. Um, we've been on COPA since November now. Um, he's also a very fun fact about Jack is he is a Forbes 30 under 30. Um, so we're very honored to have you today, Jack. So welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Jack, thanks for being on our show, man. I don't think we've ever had somebody of this stature on our show, right? That's right. I only the cream of my name. <laughs> only the cream of the crop for season three, right, Elizabeth? That's right. <laughs> uh, so, Jack, do you want to tell us, tell our audience a little bit about your company and why you started it? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, Copa, love that you got the link up there. Um, started as a actually passion project, you know, a problem we faced ourselves uh, moving around and uh, renting for these month to month uh, periods. And we just found there wasn't really a solution uh, for that, what we call medium term housing. You know, we found Airbnb had the short term one to 30 day stuff down pretty well. Uh, there's some solutions for the 12 plus month uh, markets, but yeah, for the in-between we were, struggling to, to find that furnished, you know, three to six month housing in our case. And that was the inspiration. And then uh, after five years of working on that, uh, we asked our host, hey, you know, we love building technology. What else uh, should we build? What, what can you use? And they uh, all were saying they wanted to take direct bookings to, you know, a, a website of their own. And we said, hey, well, we've spent five years building this, you know, medium term housing marketplace. So, uh, white labeling it so you can use it as your own website is actually pretty easy. So we went ahead and did that and um, have been seeing some exciting uh, new customers from that now. Fantastic. Excellent. And sorry, Jack, do you want to tell the, the audience where you're from or where you started up? Yeah, I mean, so I'm Canadian. Uh, I started this uh, in Waterloo, Ontario, near Toronto. 
um, but have also spent a lot of time in the Seattle area and I'm now in San Francisco. So I'm coming to you from a sunny but windy San Francisco day. Nice. I heard a lot of people are leaving San Francisco right now. Do you look out the window and you see fewer people? Oh, I literally just see them walking by with their suitcases. I'm like, <laughs> oh, where are you headed? Oh, it's true. It's true. It's I think rent is dropping in San Francisco more than any other city in the U.S. Um, people oh. are flocking out, going to yeah, Austin, Miami, Seattle, I've heard, a little L.A. Wow. You're going to be the only one there pretty soon, Jack. I'm leaving too. So oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of afraid. Go with the masses. <laughs> wow, that's very interesting. Um, but one of so one of the things when we came across um, Jack's company, it makes it nice for hosts because unless so we did have a software. Unless you have a software, and all of the softwares are very expensive. Um, this is a fantastic alternative that people can just book directly on your site. So they take the the credit card. It's so nice. Um, so he has a huge advantage and he's much less expensive than the service fees on Verbo and Airbnb. So I think it's a really genius, you know, um, not idea because you're doing it, but a genius <laughs> business. Thank you. And I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think we heard from a lot of hosts that especially with uh, Airbnb and others increasing their service fees quite a bit, um, you know, that, that 15% they've increased it to for hosts uh, is pretty unaffordable for a lot of hosts. And, uh, um, you know, especially for the longer stays, anything over a month, that's, that's a lot of money that they're, you know, paying to the platforms. So um, there's kind of been a, a wave of movement of direct bookings and um, we heard from our hosts that, you know, they weren't really finding a direct booking product that uh, was professional, that really, you know, hit a standard they wanted to hit. Um, and we actually found the same as hosts ourselves. Um, so that's, you know, why we decided to yeah, create a directbookingpro.com, um, which is that new product. Okay. So is this, is this for the smaller um, business model of, of host, like, like one, one to five units or what can, can you pinpoint exactly who would fall in this category? Yeah, it's definitely geared more toward the smaller hosts. Um, okay. but we actually do already have, uh, property managers with up to 400 properties using it. Um, so we're kind of surprised we've seen bigger property management companies using it as well, even though we initially built it for the smaller hosts. So it definitely supports whoever, but uh, yeah, that was our intention, at least. <laughs> Very cool. and have you seen a, a difference in like where are your biggest markets? Where where are your biggest booking markets? So like pre-COVID and now during COVID. Oh, that's a good question. We pre-COVID we were very geographically constrained, you know, trying to make sure we were finding product market fit in specific cities. So we were just focused on the San Francisco Bay Area, Seattle, and New York. But once COVID hit, we actually saw hosts flocking to these uh, medium-term stays. So we suddenly found ourselves in about 75 U.S. cities. Um, wow. So that, that really kind of exploded with COVID. And um, now, yeah, the actual bookings, we're definitely seeing... Uh, some of the ones I mentioned where folks move into like Austin, Miami, um, Nashville, uh, kind of getting out of some of the big cities, so like getting out of San Francisco and New York um, and going to, yeah, some of those up and coming towns and, and cities. Any Indianapolis? Oh, that's a good question. 
I can't say we've seen too many uh, uh, inquiries there yet, but you know, once the supply is there, I think that the the demand will come. Okay. One step That's at cool. a time, right? That's right. Yeah. Right. So, can you give us um, some of the some pro tips that people don't necessarily know on getting the bookings? What you've learned over this time? Oh yeah, yeah. Five years is a long time <laughs> to have been building this. Um, so yeah, we've we've learned a lot in that time. One really good pro tip I I like to share is uh, we've seen that. Um, listings on Copa or through Direct Booking Pro um, with video or 3D tours uh, are at least three times more likely to get booked. Uh, and so, you know, when you add your listing to, you know, directbookingpro.com, um, uh, you can add a YouTube link and that can be an unlisted video so that no one else can see it. It only, just, you know, pulls in through YouTube, um, but that's free to do, right? It can take a host, uh, three minutes to record the video, you know, a few more minutes to upload it, and then a few more minutes just to add it to the listing. And for really like less than a half hour of work, uh, we've seen, yeah, over three times better conversion on uh, listings with video tours. And if you want to go above and beyond, you could even do a 3D tour. Um, there are some free options. I know there's like a Google tour creator uh, but that one is actually sunsetting in July, I think. Um, the more expensive one I think people might know about is like Matterport. Um, in that case, maybe if you know someone who already is renting a Matterport, maybe just ask them if you can borrow it at the same time or something. Um, but the, the video tour alone is at least a, a huge step up. So that's a really good pro tip that I like to share because I also haven't really read that online too much and Airbnbs and whatnot don't support video or 3D tours either. Um, oh. So, yeah, so that's, that's a good one. Aside from that, a lot of the other uh, kind of pro tips you could find if you do enough research, but, um, you know, getting reviews is an obvious one, um, including a, a headshot of uh, a teammate or yourself is really important because um, guests and renters, you know, really want to feel like uh, they can see themselves living there and, and feel like they're talking to a person. Um, as opposed to maybe doing like a company logo, for example. Um, so, you know, being able to see who they're talking to, we've seen builds trust and then they're more likely to book. Um, and yeah, those are some of the, I guess, the biggest ones I would, I would say are the, the best pro yeah. tips. That makes total sense. I'm glad you brought up the, the video part because you're exactly right. As you're explaining that, I'm thinking to myself, at the last time that I booked something like that, it, it's great to see the, the ins and outs of it because we have four kids in our family. So if we're trying to get a you know, uh, a short term on the beach or something like we want to see, do they have enough space? What are the beds like? Are they bunk beds? Are they full size beds with the group kids together? You know, that's, that's a really good point. And that would be a very good selling point for me, a consumer looking at that. So kudos for you guys yeah. for implementing that. That's a good idea. Thank you. I no, appreciate it. I mean, I think the other thing with it, I should have mentioned too, is with photos too, you can edit them, right? And you could even take maybe a panorama or kind of a wide angle so it can make the place look bigger. Um, and then guests maybe can come and they're like, hey, this isn't as big as I thought. Whereas video, uh, unless you're really good at video editing, it's hard to you know exaggerate anything. So again, I think that builds the trust so folks know, okay, I know exactly what I'm getting. Absolutely. Awesome. 
And then also just for any of our listeners, because I also do traditional rentals and Zillow now has an app that you can do the 3D, um, you know, Matterport type of um, virtual tours. So actually, I'm going to use their app this afternoon at some of the properties we have coming up. That is a great shout out. That's one of the 3D tours supported. Um, it should oh. be pretty much every kind of 3D tour supported on your you know, direct booking or COPA listing. Um, and yeah, you just plop in that 3D link and then it automatically uh, renders it when a guest comes to your listing. Um, and so, yeah, the Zillow uh, 3D tour app works perfectly. Awesome. All right. That's <laughs> cool. It's very good to know. Absolutely. So I'm not the in the short term game like uh, Elizabeth and, and you are, Jack. So this is all kind of new to me. So when we bring guests on like yourselves, it's it's really informative for me to learn and soak soak and absorb exactly how this works and everything. And and I had no idea that you you mentioned the competition doesn't even have the the ability to put, do videos and stuff. And that that definitely stands you out. Yeah, it's, I'm honestly a little confused as to why. Yeah, the others don't support it. Um, yeah. I've even heard at some point some of them did, and then they dropped support. So, huh. um, yeah, it, it really does have a huge impact on conversion. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, again, like, so easy. You know, Elizabeth, once you do it, you can even share how easy it was. Yeah. So for, for people to get a hold of you um, th through your website, we, if those of you watching on video, you can see this. It's www.kopa.co. And this is for hosts to come and to use your services, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I think Elizabeth has her own link, doesn't she? I do. Yeah. Yes. And people so, can come under that one also right, to sign so up as a host. Awesome. Use the link you can see here, directbookingpro.com slash Elizabeth Mayora. You can also actually use uh, directbookingpro.com slash super E. I just added support oh. as I saw that that's <laughs> what you go by as well. So either one you can use and uh, yeah, get a fun little discount when you sign up with that one too. Her, her actual birth name is super E. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, Jack, I'm also curious, have you seen an increase in the length of bookings since COVID? And can you that talk about that? Yeah, since we started as a medium term housing marketplace, like focused on those, you know, one to 12 month stays, um, we actually saw a decrease because uh, we saw more of those short term folks coming to us, whereas the short term marketplaces did see an increase. So the overall average length of stay has increased, you know, in the world. But in terms of our marketplace, we actually were serving, um, uh, you know, founders, new grads, interns, and other working professionals that would actually stay like four to eight months previously. And then we actually saw that come down a bit to more like three months on average. Um, so yeah, we saw a decrease, but overall it has been an increase. Okay. Okay. I got kind of a, kind of a side question. I don't know if you have data like this, and this is kind of a, a you know shot a shot shot to you to see how you can answer this. But I was curious as to when you have hosts that actually live in the the dwelling versus hosts that don't live there. Do you have data on that? I'm just curious as to what that is. Yeah, that's a great question. We initially were built around that concept, you know, because okay. we have built Copa and Direct Booking Pro. Um, especially for those hosts that 
maybe just have one property to manage and yeah, maybe they live there. Um, you know, initially it was a good chunk of the supply on Copa, um, but that has become a smaller percent as, you know, more and more property managers and property management companies have uh, listed. Um, but, you know, since we were built around that from the start, we actually, uh, when you make your listing, we ask, you know, what is your relationship with the property? Are you a property manager? Do you live there? So that we can show that transparent information to the guests or renters uh, when they inquire and, and request rent. Uh, we found that's a really important one, especially if the host lives there, because, you know, a renter, let's say, doesn't want to be surprised to find out like, oh, actually, okay, my landlord lives here. Um, right. You know, that it, it can be a great thing. And like some people prefer to book that space, but in cases where they thought they'd have the place to themselves, they maybe aren't as happy. So okay. we try and, you know, make it as transparent as possible. Do you see a, um, bookings more with people that um, the host doesn't live there with, with COVID and stuff going on, or has it been just the same as it was? Definitely a smaller um, average bedrooms uh, kind of bookings okay. uh, with COVID for sure. So we saw, we were seeing, you know, two bedroom bookings, even up to three uh, on average. That's de definitely come down closer to just one um, as the average now. Yeah, so folks definitely are booking places for themselves. And even hosts who did rent out, let's say, a three to five bedroom, um, we've seen a lot of them uh, just rent out like half of the, the rooms to make people feel more comfortable. So, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, those those uh, one bedrooms are getting booked more. But I think we're actually on the trend back toward uh, more bedrooms again. Okay. So you're seeing some normalcy coming back with what it was before February last year. Exactly. I think people are a little more comfortable. There's definitely yeah. some hysteria to begin with. <laughs> well, rightfully so. It was the unknown, right? It was, we oh, don't yeah. really know what the effects are and what, what's going on. Um, and I do think, I agree, we definitely have a lot more knowledge and education on what, what this does and what we need to do to protect ourselves. So, mm -hmm. Cool. And so can you share with us how many listings you do have, Jack, or or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's now over 20,000 units on COPA in the U.S. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> and do you have any plans on going international? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, especially in the homeland of Canada. You know, I, it's, it pains me. We still don't technically support Canada, um, oh. but we did at one point. But uh, since uh, we process all the payments through Copa or Direct Booking Pro and, you know, make it as easy as possible for the guest or renter to pay either via credit card or ACH, um, we have to support all the different payment types So if you know, a renter wants to pay with a bank. We got to make sure we support at least, you know, 95% of the banks or else that's not a great experience. And in Canada, when we did launch there, we only supported about 80% and it just wasn't a good enough experience that we were comfortable with. So we you know, pulled out of Canada. But yeah, we plan on beating Canada soon and then uh, Europe next, um, probably end of this year, I would say. Okay, for Canada or Canada and Europe? Canada, I would say could happen in a few months. Europe will be a few months after, yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, you guys are booming. 
Can't complain. We're fortunate. (laughs) (laughs) Can you talk to our listeners too about kind of your, um, your marketing strategy and how your, how you've been, I mean, 20,000 listings is incredible. So how you've been able to do that? Yeah. You know, it really COVID was a lot of that. So we really were just in three geographies primarily before COVID. And um, then uh, it was actually primarily a program we introduced called Copa for Good that drove a lot of those new hosts. So right around March, um, end of March, we introduced a program called Copa for Good, which um, enabled hosts to uh, check off these requirements that say, okay, it's, uh, it meets, you know, cleaning standards. Um, uh, it's, you know, affordable and like at least slightly discounted from the typical market rates uh, and a few other check boxes. And if they met those requirements, we opted them into this program called Copa for Good uh, so that, you know, travel nurses, um, you know, frontline workers, uh, those in desperate need of uh, housing could, you know, uh, look for these clean, uh, affordable places to live. Um, and we actually were fortunate to see press come from that as well. Um, you know, like Yahoo picked it up rent responsibly, landlord gurus, a few others. And I think that was actually primarily what drove a lot of that new supply, um, that Copa for Good program, um, including um, some companies that, uh, uh, you know, opted in as well. So some of the co-living companies and um, you know, the Y hotels and Saunders and them um, joined that program. So we had kind of our landing page with some of their logos on there too. So I think, I think that was uh, the, the biggest one that drove the supply. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Very good. So Elizabeth, do you have, do you have any other questions that we want to fire before we end in today's episode? What is, so this is not related exactly to COPA, but um, can you tell us your favorite book? or a book that you would like to recommend our guests to, to read or listen to? That is a great question. Okay. I'm a, you know, fancy fiction kind of person. Um, you know, I, I definitely mix it up between uh, fiction and, uh, you know, just educational content, like the Bill Gates kind of books. Um, so I really like the ones that, you know, just tell a story that brings me to a kind of different world and one of the somewhat more recent ones is Ready Player One that I love, um, which, one. yeah, is based in the future in kind of like this VR world. Uh, and I don't know, I just got lost in it. Uh, Steven Spielberg picked it up and did the movie for it okay. about a year ago. Um, personally, I like the book a lot more, but uh, yeah, that, that book I, I love. Okay, so Ready Player One. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've seen the movie. I've seen the movie. Yeah. The book you'll like more, trust me. Okay. It, it usually works out that way. The book is a lot better than, than the yeah. movie. <laughs> so awesome. Well, Jack, thank you so much for being on our episode number two of season three. And uh, congratulations on all your success. I'm just I'm blown away that we're able to get you um as an interview with all your accolades to follow. Thank you. And I appreciate it. And yeah. thank you both for having me and congrats on uh, your success as well. It's exciting. I've, I've been following now for a few months and love what you're doing. Yeah. Thanks. We're, we're extending our reach because of people like you. So we definitely appreciate the opportunity to interview somebody like you. So Jack, and, and until next time, man, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up with you. Sounds good. And happy new year. All right. Happy new year. Thank you.
All right, Super E, that was a great interview uh, for episode two, and I look forward to the other interviews that we have coming up here this season, and I hope they can be as as amazing as uh, as Jack and his company are. So um, you have any closing thoughts for today, Elizabeth? I would say we actually have sunshine today in, um, in Indianapolis, so make sure to, um, you know, just to stay warm out there and make make it as best a day as you can. Just soak up that vitamin D, baby. That's right. All right. All right, everybody. This is episode two. I'm Justin Bogart with Bright Path Notes. And I'm Elizabeth with Elizabeth Mayora. All right. See you guys. Thank you. The Two Wealth Show is produced by Justin Bogart and Super E. Sponsored by Bright Path Notes and Elizabeth Mayora. Thanks for listening and watching for our show. 